He has told you, O man, what is good, and what does the Lord require from you, but to do justice, and to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to The Daily Today. We are in Micah 6.8, and we're looking at the issue of justice, of acting justly, of seeking justice in our world. How do we do that? How do we practice justice together? Uh, I think there are some obvious steps. The first one, for sure, is that we need to identify injustice when it has occurred, uh, either deliberately or accidentally. And I think that there's lots of injustice that happens accidentally or in ignorance, but we have to identify it deliberately or accidentally, as I mentioned, with intent or done in ignorance, or whether we have perpetrated it or been on the receiving end of injustice. And in our life, in your life and in my life, we have been on both sides of justice, haven't we? You have perpetuated injustice on others. You have received injustice from others. I have too. I know what it's like to be on the blunt end of receiving an injustice, and it's painful, and it hurts. Um, I would say that I'm probably more ignorant about the times that I have practiced injustice towards others. Uh, I don't seem to notice it as much. It's more of a blind spot. And I think that uh, in order for us to really get through this issue of what does it mean to seek justice and then to live in justice, we we have to make sure that we understand both sides. Uh, Today, I want to look at the question of uh, what does it mean to correct injustice so that we may journey together in a restored relationship? Uh, What does it mean to be someone who has done an injustice to someone else and then we correct it? What are the steps that we must take? Uh, And, you know, the example I I think that we have in front of us in our society right now is, uh, and it's a loaded one, is the whole residential school issue. Uh, In the throes of the election that we're in, we haven't heard much about it, but the summer was full of, of course, uh, the graves being dug up and uh, bodies being identified of children in all of these residential schools across Canada. Uh, And no matter how you interpret things, uh, it's obvious within our Canadian culture that relationships have been broken with our Aboriginal First Nations brothers and sisters and need mending. An injustice has happened. As Christians, uh, what are the steps to restoration and reconciliation that we can take uh, that will show the way for others? What are those steps? you know, I found actually the 12 steps uh, in Alcoholics Anonymous extremely important in identifying and then in overcoming in my life issues where I have practiced injustice. Uh, if you don't know the 12 steps, I would encourage you to look them up on your computer this morning when you're done with our little chat. Uh, they are, in my opinion, one of the best discipleship plans that I have ever seen. One of the best ways to understand how to follow Jesus well uh, with my life. Uh, The first two are about identifying that I have an issue, uh, identifying that an injustice has happened. Uh, The the second, uh, pardon me, the third step though is about really saying I need the Lord in my life. And so let's begin there, okay? As we seek to create a, a just society, as we seek to overcome the injustices that we have committed with other people, the first thing we need is Jesus. Jesus must be our Lord because I don't think that anyone can overcome injustice or or be forgiven of injustice well until they humble themselves and become a follower of Jesus Christ. We start with the fact that God has to practice His justness with you 
and with I, with us together. And he practices his justice by sending us his son to provide a way out of all of the issues that we have created that are not just. Our sin against him and our sin against others. And so step three of the 12 steps is this. I, I have decided to turn my life over to God. I have decided, I've made a decision to turn my life over to God. That's where we start when we journey uh, to creating uh, a restoration and a reconciliation with other people. Uh, from step three, we move on to step four, which is a, a powerful step. It is this, I have made a searching and fearless moral inventory of my life, of myself. Uh, I think that we often put our heads in the sand and would rather look the other way when we actually know we know that injustice has happened. And we go looking for excuses uh, of why we maybe shouldn't be a part of being involved in the whole process, when in our hearts we know that we have been a part of things like that. In the residential school issue, uh, I have come to a place of admitting that somehow, in some way and in some form, I have been complicit in what has happened. I've either enjoyed the results of it uh, personally somehow over other people, or in some way I was indirectly uh, responsible. And so, as we look at that, it involves just being humble and saying, hey, I'm going to take a moral inventory and decide where I may be complicit in this. And then in steps five through nine of uh, the 12-step process, there's this beautiful, uh, I would call it a process, yes, of confession and of creating a restoration when we possibly can. Uh, step five is that I confess to God and myself and to others the wrongs that I have done. Uh, I have been uh, a pastor where someone has come in and done a fifth step. That's what it's called in the program, a fifth step, with me being the person that they are confessing all their wrongs to. Uh, they haven't wronged me, but they're confessing all of the wrongs that they have done to others uh, and to God and, and just to the world in general. And sometimes we're there for hours as the person just brings out of their past all of the wrongs that they have committed. And it, there's this wonderful time of confession before God and, and someone else and, and the healing that happens through in just being honest and confessing the wrong that has happened. Uh, I think that in our uh, residential school issue in Canada today, uh, coming and just confessing and saying, yes, we have, we have wronged you is, is a powerful uh, first step towards healing. Uh, from there, we say, God, I want you to remove my shortcomings and uh, to, to build in me a better character. Uh, and nationally as a people, I think that uh, obviously our national character needs to be renewed and refreshed and reinvigorated. Personally, my character is always needing uh, development as the Lord provides that, um, his, his power to develop my character within me. Uh, and then from there, we seek to make amends with those that we've hurt or we've wronged. Uh, and in that, we have to be careful that we don't create even more hurt in trying to fix uh, what has been broken. That really involves a coming together and a, and a confession to those that we've hurt, but also uh, it involves in the sense of justice saying, what can I do uh, to restore the relationship that has been broken? Because we live with broken relationships when injustice happens. And so trying to be careful not to hurt others, uh, but trying to, to, to heal the wounds, uh, that is where I have found the 12 steps very, very important in my life in terms of trying to make things right with other people. From steps uh, five through nine, we then go to step 10. And step 10 is this, I regularly review my behavior and admit my wrongs when they occur. Can you imagine what it would be like nationally if uh, every year 
all of us in Canada somehow got together and did a review of our country in the year that had taken place. And where have we wronged one another? Where have we lost our way? Where have we made missteps? And how are we going to correct those so that we can live in harmony and in peace with each other? Of course, we can't do that without Jesus, in my opinion. I, I think that the human condition gets in the way. But as Christians, we have the opportunity to show the way because we have received this incredible forgiveness and restoration with God. Uh, step 11 is that we seek God more fully. We seek God's will in our lives. And as we seek God's will in our lives, we ask him for the power to, to, to carry out his will through his Holy Spirit as the Holy Spirit lives within us. And then finally, the 12th step is this. We share the God that we have met and what he's done for us with other people. I, I believe that the church in Canada has this incredible opportunity in the days in which we live uh, to share the Lord uh, within our land, our land that is being so, so badly fractured, our land that is dealing more and more and more with injustice uh, and with brokenness and with separation and with, and with just this fracturing of our country relationally. You know, as, as we um, show the way through Jesus, it's going to begin with us in humility saying, Lord, we can't do this on our own. We can only do it in a relationship with you and then in walking in full humility before you, where you point out to us our defects of character, where you point out to us where we have practiced injustice, where you point out to us how to make restitution and how to confess our sin, first of all to you and then to others, seeking forgiveness, seeking a new life together. Now, that might not always work with people. Some people are, are too locked in their anger, too locked in their hurt in this moment, to, to actually practice that forgiveness and reconciliation process with us. But I believe that over time, when people come and confess to other people their wrongs, um, something good happens. It may take a while, but often forgiveness takes place. And forgiveness never will take place until we confess uh, to one another. First uh, John says, if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness begins with God. And then as we confess our sins to others, uh, we trust that the Lord will give them a soft hearts uh, and, and, and a love for those who confess to them. So when we think of injustice in our world and in our country and in our own lives, uh, again, I invite you, go to the 12 steps, take a look at them and realize just what it means to be reconciled to God and to others uh, throughout our world today. As we continue to look at justice this week, you're going to hear more about that, but it's a good place to start. Lord, bless you today. Let's pray before you go into your day. Father God, Lord Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit, thank you that as we come before you and humble ourselves and say, God, I have wronged you. I confess my sin to you, and you forgive us. Lord, that we then have the strength to go to others and say, I'm sorry, I have wronged you. Will you forgive me, please? And then we rest in your grace as we work with others through the broken relationships that need mending, and then in your grace, we trust that they are mended. Lord, if we have to do that today with someone, somewhere, somehow, we pray that you would give us the strength and the will, the commitment, God, and uh, spiritual power to do that. We pray this in Christ. Amen. Lord bless you today.